is a podcast featuring active service members discuss their thoughts and opinions on various issues surrounding military life, current events, and issues. The statements heard here are the opinions of its members and guests. These do not necessarily reflect the views of the Department of Defense and are not endorsed or sponsored in any way. Listener, your discretion is This session is brought to you by Aloha Puddin'. The only aloha you need is aloha pudding. Find them at alohapudding.com. That's aloha, P-U-D-D-I-N.com. I Got Next, the app for athletes, helping athletes find pickup games in their area. Find them at igotnextshop.com. That's igotnextshop.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pit Talk, pulling pits and opinions with your host, Gunny G. Back after a nice little week break uh, after Jason Pierce, the Unicorn Experience. Uh, I can't wait to get, for you guys to hear that. Uh, before we get into this session, I want before before we get started, follow, like, subscribe, everywhere you get your podcasts on social media, preferably on Spotify, but where whatever tickles your pickle, I'm all for it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, follow, like, subscribe. If you don't like, don't like. If you do like, let me know and. Uh, Criticism is welcome. I know you can see me on the screen, ladies and gentlemen. So if you're tuning in, that's great. <clears throat> Today we got a special guest hailing in from uh, Royals Royalsford. Is that how you say it? Royalsford, yeah, PA, uh, Pennsylvania. If I got that right, too, Jesus, twelfth uh, grade high school diploma. Um, we got Paul Johnson uh, on the. On this session, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, go ahead and introduce you to introduce yourself, sir. Have at it. Yeah, uh, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, my big thing is I mean, I know we're going to get into it, but uh, got real big into running the past couple years of my life. But uh, I mean, a little bit about me: um, naval officer, surface warfare officer, about five, six years in the Navy now, coming up on that six-year mark. Um, spent some time out in Road of Spain, some time in San Diego, doing the whole destroyer-cruiser life. Uh, joined my time now on shore duty uh, here in Newport, Rhode Island now as an instructor. But, yeah, we're going to get into it, but love getting outside, love running. Uh, it's become kind of one of my passions the past year or two. Um, super excited to talk about it. Hmm. Well, I'm super excited not to be an ultra runner, but talk about it for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know Paul Johnson, man, you got to hit him up on Instagram. He's got a quite a following and just a not even I don't even know if think he's marketing a brand. He's just kind of just doing himself and running. But if you don't follow him, follow him. It's great. You, you just get tired watching him. I don't even want to run. I just get tired watching him. It's crazy. Uh, let's get right into it, man. Um, uh, where are you from? Are you married with kids? Yeah, uh, I think said you were pretty close. Uh, Royersford, Pennsylvania. It's a little bit of a mouthful, but um, yeah, it's Philly suburbs. Uh, grew up there. Uh, no kids, no significant other. Just kind of rolling through life right now and and having fun with it. Hey, if you don't mind, how old are you? Uh, Twenty seven. Twenty seven, huh? Uh, you're you know you're hitting middle age and uh, you need to 
figure it out. You probably, I was talking to, you know, last week I was talking to uh, Chief Warrant Officer 5, United States Marine Corps, Jason Pierce. Uh, and I said, how old are you? He's in his 40s, right? I go, are you married with kids? He goes, nah, it's 27 years of singleness. I was like, <laughs> my man, you are the true, I don't, I don't know if you watch TV. You probably don't because you're, you're too busy running. But there's a thing called the Golden Bachelor. Have you heard of that? I did hear that. Yeah. yeah, he's the true golden bachelor. You're kind of the <laughs> bachelor in the middle age. You know what I'm saying? That's great. If you, hey, if you now you don't now you know Mr. Paul Johnson, single, no kids, the bachelor, golden. The other guy was a little pale, but it's fine. Jason, shout out. Um, so no, got it. How long uh, have you been? You said a couple five and a half years. You kind of mentioned your uh, your surface warfare warfare officer. Did you choose that by trade, yep. or it kind of just fell in your lap? Uh, sort of. So I went through Reserve Officer Training Corps, ROTC, um, through Penn State. So I went to school at Penn State, um, went through their whole four-year program. Um, and the way that they work that is with you know, a couple different ways, but I was lucky enough to get picked up for a scholarship starting my sophomore year. Uh, went through all the training, ended up commissioning, and when they do on the Navy side of things to get sort of, we call them, I think you guys call them MLSs, we call them designators, mm-hmm. um, is you kind of put in your preferences for for what you want to do. And then you just, you kind of get ranked and assigned and the Navy picks what you're going to do. Um, so I, I mean, initially I wanted to go explosive ordnance disposal coming out of college. Didn't work out for me. Um, so I ended up with service warfare officer. It sounds legit to be honest. It sounds kind of, Secret squirrel. I was thinking when I was reading a little bit, of, a little bit about it. I thought you were here in Washington because there's about a lot, of, a lot of subs over here. It makes sense to be out here in Washington. Um, yeah, no, uh, the uh, Newport now is. It's like the joke is always that it's like every SWO at some point, like every three years, comes back to Newport because <laughs> um, all of our like command schools, all of our department head division officer courses everybody has to come back through mm. newport at some point so it's like you're always seeing the same people in the community coming back and and checking in yeah i see you got a a, <clears throat> a nice nice uh oh, beard yeah. going you know what i'm saying i like it too but i can't get one of those jerk that sucks <laughs> not you but just the fact that i can't get one of those um so yeah it's sweet you you look good. You get blend into the to civilian populace. You're doing well, especially as a runner. You know nobody ever know that you're a naval officer. Yeah, it's pretty wild. We did um, last last summer. Um, the SecNav had us do a study on facial hair um, and like mask sealing. And so, like, there were probably about thirty people on my ship that we grew it out to about two inches. Like, I, I made sure to update my ID. Before I had to cut it all off, it's pretty wild. Just like no grooming, just this scraggly, like two inch beard hanging off everybody on the ship. Um, and then we did a bunch of testing with the SCBA masks. Um, I never had an issue with shaving beforehand, but then ever since that study, it's just like my face cannot handle a razor now for some reason. Oh, yeah. And I remember like just the first week shaving, I would try to go to talk to my doc about it, and she's like, I don't even talk to me. She's just like, stop shaving she's like just stop um and then we we tried to go into the whole process of like getting it to clear up and we just couldn't get it to clear up so yeah it's dope I, I like it i wish i could have it i just 
You know, yeah, I'm the, not complaining now. Yeah, the Marines are, you know, super high and tight kind of thing. You know, it wouldn't look good on me. But anyways, so Navy, uh, how has you being in Navy for the last, you know, let's just round up six years, benefited your life experiences so far? Honestly, it's it's the, I think, the exposure to the world. I mean, that was one of the, the really cool things about going as as a, a SWO, a surface warfare officer, is my first ship was forward deployed to Rota, Spain. And there, there's four of us out there doing um, doing that mission set out there. So getting the chance to just graduate college, all my friends are getting all these jobs, or they're going to work somewhere, they're going back to school for additional school. And here I am hopping on a plane, flying out to the southern coast of Spain, and then just jumping right into it, getting a house with a couple of friends, um, jumping into a brand new job, brand new world I know nothing about, um, and getting a chance to just travel all over Mediterranean, uh, the Baltic, high north, Africa, getting to see all those amazing places. It's really like an eye-opening experience. Yeah, that sounds so boring. Gosh, Paul, seriously. <laughs> he's not He's not bloating or anything. He's pretty humble about it. Goodness gracious. Too bad we're not in your shoes. I wouldn't mind going to Spain for my first duty station. Goodness. That's awesome, though, man. I, exposure is great. I mean, what would you be doing other than right now? What do you think you'd be doing? Like, if I if I wasn't... In, a naval officer, or, yeah. Oh, man. Um, honestly, I couldn't tell you, because like when they were doing all the job fairs in college and stuff, I, had, I wanted nothing to do with them. Um, I would probably be in... Some ma- some major city somewhere, um, not too different. Pound, pounding through some Excel spreadsheets, just like I did with the Navy, <laughs> yeah. um, but but not getting to go to cool places. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Stupid computer. God darn it. Um, so it sounds like it's better prepared you for some uh, some endeavors you got going down in your future, and maybe some future business endeavors. Um, if you have any, man, let us know. What, what do you what do you got yourself going into besides being the Navy's face of ultra running? Yeah. The, um, I mean, in terms of like business endeavors, I haven't really done, done too much with it. Right. Um, but I think like a lot of my friends are kind of at that, we're at that point where basically at this five, six year mark for the officer community as slows, we have to kind of make a decision. Okay. Are we staying in the Navy and doing another sea tour as a department head? Or are you going to do some extra time as a short tour, which is what I'm in right now, or are you just going to straight up separate from the Navy? And I think a lot of them kind of struggle with, you know, making that decision on whether or not they want to separate from the Navy. And I think that's, it's not just my peer group, but uh, people in the military in general, because you get, you're in such this rigid organization that really does, for the most part, everything for you. Hmm. Um, and it's all you really know for the most part because you're either you're coming in for the most part straight out of high school or you went you did high school, college, and you're coming in straight out of college. You know, there's some individuals coming from OCS who have had done the civilian life for a little bit of time. But then you get in this routine with the military. Um, I think a lot of people are kind of scared to take that leap of everything's kind of, it's set in stone. The military know for the most part what my job is, 
you know, I'm going to move here or there, but it's going to be there, the job. Hmm. But making that jump to the civilian world is a kind of a leap into the unknown. Um, I think people get worried about that, but my, my view of it is no matter what you've done, whether it's officer enlisted, no matter what your MOS was, you've got a lot of experiences, a lot of leadership and personal development that most people don't see in the time frame that you've experienced it mm-hmm. and grown as an individual. And that is such an asset to the rest of the world that as long as you're a driven individual and, and don't just sit around all day, you're going to be able to find something to do. Mm. Um, and I think that's one of the greatest things about when you look at a business endeavor, whether it's you're actually pursuing a business for yourself or you're pursuing work or you're pursuing life outside of the military or even during the military, there's so many options out there that you just have to find something that you enjoy or you want to try to pursue a little bit and you can make it happen because you are such an asset coming from a military background. Hmm. That's good. I like that. So you're not really in, you're not exactly in business, right? For making money more, more it's as I follow you and I look at your, you know, your personal brand, um, it's running and Hey, are you, but this is side, side, side note. Are you uh, getting free shoes from Hoka? Hoka? What are you saying? Hoka? I, it's been a back and forth. Oh. Um, my my local run store gives me more free shoes than Hoka does. <laughs> I, I buy so many shoes that they're just like, this pair's on us, dude. Like, <laughs> just take them. Um, no, we've been, we've been talking about some stuff. Um, they did send me... I think they sent me four pairs a couple of months ago, which sounds like a lot, but with how much running I do, that only lasts that only lasts two weeks. like two months. <laughs> yeah. The two weeks of pair of shoes. Goodness. Pretty yeah, pretty much. Jesus. But no, yeah, we're we're talking about some things. Uh, um I mean when you when you look at the business side of of what I'm doing, you're right. I'm not I don't run a social media account for the point of of making money. I've had, you know, when you start becoming, I think, successful in sort of that social media sphere, you know, all everybody, all the brands start crawling out. They're like, here, we'll send you free stuff. And then you post pictures of it or post videos of it, right? Because they want, they want their free marketing. Um, and that's kind of been the, not the, like, community and environment that I'm trying to promote through my social media, hmm. right? I just want to be like, hey, this is me. I'm doing my thing. Um, and there's a lot of value in that and what you represent for, in this case, you can call my social media my business, right? Even, even if I'm not making money on yeah. it. Um, and it's like I've, I've pretty much turned all those down because I don't want to run ads on my account. That's not what I want to do. Mm. I just want to be able to do what I want to do. Um, I don't want to be restricted in that. I don't want people to go, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch his account and he's going to sell me shoes or sunglasses oh. or, or anything like that. Um, and I think that is what has kind of helped that sort of aspect of things grow. It's because, you know, a year ago, uh, my, I mean, my account was, you know, it wasn't too much. It was probably it was probably two, three thousand followers. 
And now a year later, it's, it's like 125,000 plus. And it's like, it's very, to, gr- to grow at that level, I never would have thought that it would be where it is now. But I think it's because of you know, not pursuing all of that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell things on this account, but just being myself about it. I mm. think that's what's really done well with it. Nice. I mean, if you're if you're tuning in, ladies and gentlemen, pit talk, pulling pits and opinions with uh, with Paul Johnson, uh, the ultra runner, right? The they make sure you capitalize the. Uh, but it sounds like yeah, it's a good because I was talking. I don't know. If, I mean, I was talking to a, a gentleman that owns Wicked Bold Chocolate. His name is Derek Cahill. He said the same thing, man. He's, he's like, I don't marketing your your. Your your business on social media is BS. Obviously, he didn't say it that way, but he was very passionate and very enthusiastic about what you know. I I promote myself. If you don't like me, I don't. He flicks people off, right? I don't give a, I don't give a f. He says right, and but if you do, you follow me and you like who you know the the advice that I give and you know be, being very transparent. That's who I am. That's who I'm. That's who I am. That's who I'm selling. I'm not selling you my chocolate. If you want to buy my chocolate or you want to buy my things that I got, sure, why not? That helps me too as a small business. But I'm not here to sell you anything. I'm here to be honest and transparent with you. And I think that's that's the same along the long along the lines that what you got, Paul, is. Uh, I'm not. I don't want to sell you nothing because then it becomes a, another social media, another social media market. Yeah. But uh, you know, I can appreciate that's very humble. That's very. Uh, it, it's it's very transparent. If you're lo- listening in, tune in, Paul Johnson on Instagram, man. He, uh, that's that's good advice. You know, you want to market yourself as a person before you can figure out what you actually want to business market. I guess per se. But that's good advice, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's that's really how like how the social media side for me started is mm-hmm. one of my friends about a year and a half ago, he's like, Hey, you should do like, you know, social media influence and stuff. I think you'd be good at it. I'm like, dude, I, what am I going to show? Like who, who really cares about what I'm doing? And he's like, no, just do it, do it. And he kept pushing me. And the more I thought about, it, cause I knew I was going to be separating from the Navy eventually, right? Everybody separates from the military at some point in one way or another. Um, I was like, you know what, this is what could be a great lesson in business and marketing. Um, because it's just like what you kind of said about selling your, selling yourself versus selling a product. It's like I've learned so much about social media, even, even like human psychology a little bit of like how people interact with things and how they respond to different things through the social media that you know, has developed me as an individual, but then also kind of that, that business mindset of how can, how can I sell myself and what is that, what doors does that open for me in the future? Mm. That's good, man. I, you, uh, I've been, I've been watching, following you and, uh, I'm trying to get, uh, you know, the, take the 30 inch step to start running more. I heard there was like a thing. Somebody said to me, if you run more, you get better at it. Is that, is that true in your opinion? It's crazy, but yes. <laughs> I don't like to run more, to be honest. The Marine Corps wants me to run three miles. I'll run that faithfully every single day. When you're talking about, geez, yeah. when you're talking about fifteen plus miles, come on, Paul, you, it's not even realistic, dude. No wonder you're. It's a warm up. Yeah, <laughs> warm up, dude. <laughs> what the frick? Um, can you just quickly touch on the whole world record that you're trying to set here from LA to NYC? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I run a lot, um, and <laughs> Understatement. 
it's like um it's something that I've thought about now for probably two, two and a half years. Um, is it's like I have a goal to run across the United States. Um, not many people have done it, probably about less than 400. Wow. Um, if you think about that in scale of comparison, like there's like 600 people that climb Mount Everest every year or attempt to climb Mount Everest every year. And that's every year, but like running across the U.S. coast to coast, less than 400, like ever in the history of ever. It. Um, which is pretty wild. I mean, it's, it's 3,000 miles, um, all sorts of weather and, and biomes and everything like that. But, um, I'll, yeah, I'll follow yeah, people, you in the most car. People don't even want to drive. <laughs> yeah, I don't even yeah, want to drive. People, that's the thing. Most people don't even want to drive it. Um, they like comment on my like the hundred mile races. They're like, dude, I don't even want to drive a hundred miles. And you just freaking ran it. Um, but yeah, we running became a huge coping mechanism for me hmm. following um, my time in Rota uh, in Spain, and then also just dealing with some stuff when I got back to San Diego. So like, I wasn't, I didn't get big into running until the past year and a half, like the last 18 months, um, which is a huge jump in like my progression as a runner. But the, for me, the record is like a couple things, right? I think it'd be a super cool experience regardless, trying to do that 3000 miles, the current records, uh, it's 42 days, six hours and 30 minutes, about 72 miles a day. Uh, I'm going to try to do it in 75, so that's 40 days of just running 75 miles a day, about 13 to 15 hours of running a day. Um, that's that's the one piece of it. The other part, which is how I kind of talked about that coping mechanism, is making this almost like an awareness piece for for mental health, right? I've, I've had a lot of issues with anxiety, depression, sleep, all sorts of stuff following mm-hmm. that tour in Spain. A lot of my peers have um, a lot of service members and veterans all s- struggle with some form of, of most commonly anxiety and depression mm-hmm. um, just just due to everything that the, those individuals are going through. Um, like statistically being a service member, you you are absolutely more prone than the average population for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, it's a huge issue. And so for me, definitely, not doing a lot of great things, responding to it, but running has sort of helped me deal with all that. So promoting that through the run um, and also trying to fundraise a million dollars for some veteran health and wellness charities along the way who, again, promote this getting out, being active, you know, me blacking out in Spain and waking up on a park bench at 7 a.m. and then trying to get to the ship pretty much almost still drunk to go do an inspection that day. Like that is... It's not an ideal spot to be in. No. Um, and so running, obviously, a much better alternative. Um, and that's that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to create the awareness, the fundraising. Hmm. The record's a super cool part about that, and it's a great selling point when you put it put it on a T-shirt or something like that. But but that's what we're going to try to accomplish here uh, in the next, I guess, three months now. Gee, that's coming quick, pretty quick, man. I'm, I'm excited for you. I mean, I'll be there in spirit. Um, I'll run you know, a quarter of a mile every month. 
or however long it takes you, I'll run forty. I'll run a quarter of a mile every every day for forty two days or forty five days. However you're trying to do it, I love it. That, that's more than zero. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, um, and you. I had to. I had to ask. You know, it's a two, two part four, two part question here. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know your career has been successful in the Navy, and and you 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 said you had mentioned. Excuse me, you had mentioned uh, you're going to get out here pretty pretty quick. Um, and running has been a part of you, a coping mechanism, excuse me. Can you give some advice for, you know, service centers in general? Uh, I mean, ultra running is not everybody's forte, but give them some advice, yeah. right? It, you know, if, if running is not it, what, what can we do? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, I think it comes down to like, whether it's the military, whether it's, for me, the running, the social media, whatever it is that, that you're doing is there's a balance to it, right? It's, it's kind of like that, that work hard, work hard, play harder mm. type of thing where we we're very good in the military community at whether we enjoy it or not. We're very good at just putting our head down and getting the work done one way or another. We will find a way to get it done and it's going to happen and we're going to do it. And you know, we may get you know, tasks saturated with, with another thing afterwards, but, but we know how to work hard and just push through everything. But what we're not good at is that decompression part mm. um, or necessarily finding that balance, whether it's a leadership issue, not providing that time and space to do it, mm. or it's that individual not using that time and space they've been provided to do that effectively. Um, and I think that's, I mean, that's the play harder part where you can work super hard and, and be very successful, but ultimately I think, I think it wears on you if you don't find a positive outlet. For me, it's the running, it's getting outside, going skiing, going hiking, doing something outdoors. Uh, for other people, like there's different outlets, journaling, hanging out with friends, going out and partying, um, in the evening or something like everyone has their own thing and i think that you have to be better at the decompression part than you are at the working part Mm. which is that you know work hard be successful what you want to do but you've got to play harder you've got to give yourself that time to enjoy yourself and do what you do Mm. and there's there's good ways of doing that and there's bad ways of doing that Um, and that is what ultimately the balance between the two that leads to the success yeah, balancing is is a big is a big deal, man. It's time management priorities, you know, family. For you, it's family is not one of the you know, not issues, but some of the baggage that you have as as a service member. Um, there's obviously, there's obviously never enough time in the day, right? And there's never enough time to do something if you want to do something for yourself or a business endeavor or something like that, right? How do you prioritize? Navy operations and, and obligations and tempo and then running because it I don't know if there's there's not 72 hours in a day man I don't know you can't run that no. much no it's tough and you're right like I'm I'm not immune to the fact that I have a slight advantage right I like we said again I, I don't have any kid I don't have a significant other like I don't have some of those other things that a lot of people have to balance and juggle within their lives um i still have social obligations with other people um we were talking earlier about you know even just trying to get this podcast set up Mm. to do um and there's a it's you know there's there's a lot of conflicts and stuff there's things to balance there 
Um, and then you look at the military where it, it's not a normal job where for a lot of people, and don't get me wrong, this isn't always the case, but for a lot of people, hey, you go to work, you're done with work, you go home and it's off. You don't, you're not worrying about it anymore. But in the military, especially as you get um, more senior, whether it's you know NCOs or the officer level, or even like for us, our, our leading petty officers, you start getting more uh, responsibility and more things going on. It's very hard to keep the military and your regular life separate. There, there's there's no way to do it. They're 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 always mixed together. Hmm. Um, and the way that I personally found. The only way I can do what I want to do to not interfere with the military because it's a government contract that you know they they own me for this time being and I have to do what they need to get done. But turns out nobody really does anything super early in the morning. Everyone's always sleeping, <laughs> yeah. right? And so that's kind of what I found is like my time to do what I want to do. Um, I mean, you've seen, I do the bulk of my running at 3.30 in the morning before work. Um, I do a lot of, like, work and emails and and things like that on my personal side of things really late at night or really early in the morning because, you know, work's not typically going on at that time or other people aren't doing things at that time. And so it's definitely a stress on me to have to sometimes – be up at those times, but that's ultimately what allows me to do, have the time that I want to do things the way I want to do them. Yeah. That's three in the morning. So, I mean, I used to get up at three in the morning, but that was because I did that stuff back there. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was rough. That's rough, dude. I mean, I, I applaud you, you know, who else is going to do it if you don't, I mean, I'm sure somebody else, but you know what I'm saying? Like I was this, I was watching a video the other day, uh, you know, David Goggins is super, super, you know, whatever he is. Oh, yeah. know, he's a different, he's a different, a different breed. Uh, he was, he posted a video and he said, uh, it's 110, humid. I'm out here running, blah, 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 you know, trying to motivate us, even though there's no comparison, right? Uh, and somebody pulled up beside him and goes, dude, why, why are you out here? And he looked at him, he said, because you're not. I was like, Whew. That's deep, man. Because nobody, you know, if if I ain't doing it and you are, let's just say work together. You know, at three in the morning, who's who's really who's really more disciplined? You know what I'm saying? I'm not. Yeah. I'm not waking up at three in the morning. Hey, I'm sleeping. Maybe five. You got me at five in the morning, right to get up. Who? But who's really, you know, passionate about what they do? Getting up at three in the morning. That's Paul, man. That's crazy, and and that's just not to conflict schedules with you know navy and big big navy operations and just your personal time and and you consider that decompression in the morning before work Contact. 
podcast featuring active service members to discuss their thoughts and opinions on various issues surrounding military life, current events, and history. The statements heard here are the opinions of its members and guests. These do not necessarily reflect the views of the Department of Defense and are not endorsed or sponsored in any way. Listener, you are discretion advice. What's up, Pit Talk listeners? We hope you enjoyed this engaging podcast with Paul Johnson. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your preferred platform so you won't miss any future episodes. Stay tuned for next week's exciting episode. We'll bring you insightful discussions, inspiring stories, and valuable advice from extraordinary individuals who are making a difference in their fields. Thank you for your continued support, ladies and gentlemen. We look forward to having you join us again next week. This is Pit Talk Podcast, and we out.